Hello, everybody. Hi, guys. What it do? What's going on? It's been a while since we've recorded a couple months show, but um, we are in the new year, 2018. Happy New Year! Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the new year. Um, how was everyone's holidays? Very eventful. Really? I turned 30 on December 15th. Oh, yes. So that was very exciting Oh, my God. Me. I had so much fun at your birthday party. It was a huge party. I deserved it. And i uh, probably not going to have another party again until I'm 40. So. Oh, shut <laughs> oh, the hell up. Yeah. No, no. We, we have another one when you're 31. Exactly. So. Thanks, guys. But, yeah, it's um tough having a birthday during the holidays, as some of you may know who have uh, holiday birthdays. And, you know, even if it's around the 4th of July, and you know, it's, it's tough to to schedule that but it's always the winter babies that they like, get fucked over get fucked over there's the holidays plus your birthday so let's wrap one gift into one and then there's also the oh well, i'm too busy during the holidays to come to mm-hmm. your event that's number two and oh i'm i just spent all this money on holiday shopping so i have no Christmas. money for your gift here's a hand-me-down from three years ago and that's my gift but it's okay <laughs> i enjoyed all of it I, I i i have wonderful friends that spoiled me so i'm very very lucky and uh, my holidays were also pretty cool as well. So. I don't have that struggle. My birthday's in August where there's no <laughs> holiday for the month. So it works out really well. <laughs> okay, I know. And it's really good weather, too, to go out and stuff. So. Exactly. I've never had my whole childhood at a cookout or pool party birthday every year. Every single year. Um, uh, but the only thing is that I didn't get the luxury. <laughs> and you know, when we were in school, you know, everybody brought, brought cupcakes mm-hmm, and all that. Mm-hmm. I never got the luxury of oh, having so sorry. Oh my cupcakes. You didn't have bullshit. cupcakes. <laughs> you had a barbecue pool party, you little fucking spoiled bitch. That makes me so mad, but it's okay. It's okay. I'll go, I'll go to your pool party. This yes. yes, my 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 holiday was good. Um, I spent it doing a Christmas carol at McCarter Theater. Oh, oh yes. A local was, theater here in Princeton, New yes, Jersey. So. It was very nice. It was up here in Princeton? Yes. Oh, and I was tired was so after 33 performances. 33? 33. 33. Oh, my God. Eight shows a week and one week was was nine. So I, I, I am quite exhausted and I'm enjoying my break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I enjoyed my break. I am uh, on a five-week break, and then I will return back in some capacity. A five-week break. A five-week break. Yeah. You decided that, or um, yes, the the, the Lord, the Lord decided that. I told I told myself that I was going to give myself a break, and then somebody asked me to audition for a show, and then uh, I ended up not getting it. And it's actually like blessing in disguise because this break is necessary and I'm enjoying having nothing to do on yeah, the weekends. Yeah, you need to relax yeah. every now and then, yeah. even just for your your sanity and your mental health. Like, yes. it's not good. I mean, this coming from the person that works seven days a week, but it's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good to constantly work all the time because it just gets to you eventually. So, like, and that's a busy schedule. Mm-hmm. But you did that for, you said... How many weeks? Eight weeks. It was eight weeks. I well, the show was only four weeks, but we were rehearsing for eight. We were we if you include the rehearsals in it, it was eight weeks. That's a lot. Yep. Well, anyway, my holiday was uneventful, but I liked it that way. Um, it was very calm. It was peaceful. Um, I didn't really do anything. I didn't even celebrate really with family. I didn't buy any gifts. I wasn't really in the holiday spirit. Um, but I I was I had a good time because I needed to rest. I worked way too fucking much. 
and you I just work hard. It's good. I work hard, and I just finished you need um, that break. my peak season at my second job, which was like ridiculous because um, I work at Amazon, and like around the holidays, like it's just it's just a lot of packages coming through, so it was just like ridiculously hard. Give um, that brother a raise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, the calm I needed it, but here we are in 2018. And um, I had a great New Year, too, by the way. I went up to New York for the first time during New Year, and I had a fucking ball. Like, it was so fun. I was there with um, Lawan and his friend, and we went up there and just party. Had a big old black gay time (laughs) (laughs) in Harlem. And it was just, it was really fun to to be up there and and have a good time. So I'm glad I did that. Anyway, you guys want to get into it or what? Absolutely. (laughs) All right, so I kind of like, I wrote down good shit because this is the good stuff that's going on. Um, the SAG Awards just happened. What, was, what day was that? Was Sunday? Was that Sunday? The Monday? SAG Awards were on Sunday, January 21st, um, the 24th SAG Awards. You you know, it's so crazy because it feels like it's been around, I mean, obviously it's been around most Longer of my than, life. Yeah, right? right? Since <laughs> ever I can remember, but mm-hmm. like, it's just... It's funny how like these awards are so um, important to people and they're pretty much they're really new like i mean i'm older than not by much but i am older <laughs> yeah, because than the sag awards itself i think that's funny because a lot of the other award shows i think they've been around some, something like 70 years mm-hmm. yeah making like that 70, out you know 80, the oscars know. and everything but yeah things have but been around SAG forever awards, yeah. i think they're more respected even for some reason right. i feel like the sag awards are the sag so, will get there you'll get there you'll yep get there. congratulations to all of the winners we um are extremely proud of everybody's work. Um, we haven't, as a group and as individuals, even seen every single, you know, it's, it's almost impossible to see every project, but we are um, proud of everybody. One in particular we'd like to point out, William H. Macy of Shameless. Woo! He won woo, <laughs> Best um, Male Actor in a Comedy Series. Uh. And he was up against Anthony Anderson in Blackish, who I love. I, I've always loved Anthony mm-hmm. Anderson. He's and just fun. I love fun. Blackish. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's my shit. Yeah, right? right? It's mm-hmm. such a good show. Larry David from Coob, from Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with I've that show. I've never seen it. Have it's, you seen it? It's, it's, Did I, it come I, I back or it, it, I think it never ended. I, okay. I'm really confused. <laughs> I'm almost confused. I'm almost confused why it's back again. I, I feel like it didn't end. I thought that that guy is probably too old to do stuff nowadays. Like, Because when I watched it, maybe 10, 15 years ago, it was... It oh, was okay, it so was I still the same left. show. Is it that old? So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I think I'm just talking. I, I think, think it came I, back. I think, it came I think back. it's an uh, eight to ten years ago it started mm-hmm. and maybe came back. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Sean Hayes from Will and Grace, which that definitely came back because mm-hmm. that left oh, for a yeah. while. And that's pretty good. That's and that is a good show. Uh, so have Sean you seen Hayes, I have not yet. Oh, no. I watched a couple episodes. No, no, I really no. enjoyed it. Yeah. I've never seen an episode of Will and Grace, but I'm sure it's like even the old show. No, no, I don't think it's a straight guy show to watch. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just not even a part of the culture for for me. So like, I don't even know what the show is. I don't about. even remember what city they were in. New York. They were in New what? York. Oh, okay. They were like right in Manhattan. I watched it when I was so young that I don't even remember. I just remember gay. I loved it's, her. It's, her it's hair. one of them shows that you watch like when you were a kid. Like you left your TV on. Yeah, at night and you that didn't pay attention. <laughs> like that's the sh- that's the show I would have. You know would've... what? I will be honest. I didn't appreciate Will and Grace until I was older. And when I was older and I watched it, I was like, this is really funny. See, I haven't had that opportunity, so now I'm going to go and watch it tomorrow. It's Thank really you. funny. It's really funny. Well, I'm going to go see it. Well, unfortunately, Sean Hayes is not that funny because he didn't win. Ooh. <laughs> 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 um, and then the last person is Mark Marin from Glow, which played, uh, he played like the Glow. It's the, 
women wrestlers and then the guy who led the women wrestlers he was a coach I have or whatever no idea what you're talking about it's okay you, you can google it later did but, you watch it um yeah i've seen it it's a it, i think it was a netflix show i think it was like a season that came out with its first season a couple months ago oh. and it's basically and i want to say it was back in the 80s and it's basically about a girl who couldn't get into acting so instead she got into wrestling which as everybody knows is acting like the, you know, WW, oh, whatever. Oh, like the fake and wrestling. The fake wrestling oh, okay. where they well, you know, I mean, throw chairs fake, and everything. They actually um, really do hurt each other. Yeah, they, yeah, they hurt actually pretty other, much but. hurt. The, but for the most part, it's, you know, really to egg everybody on. And it's acting. It's, it's basically acting. Yeah. So she went and she did that instead of being an actress. She went and had this special project. And I think she auditioned for the TV show of women wrestlers. And then they didn't like her or something like that. Or she wasn't good enough. And then she, like, made them hire her or something like that. And But anyway, I believe Mark Marin is a guy that's, like, the coach and, like, the director or something like that of that show. So he was also a runner-up for um, a nominee for male actor in a comedy series. And um, last but, you know, kind of least, <laughs> um, Aziz Ansari for Master say, of None. Aziz was on his list. Oh, Aziz was on his, was on his list. list. And they announced him and nobody clapped and they just kept moving on like nothing was happening. So, But shit. honestly, shit. looking well, at this there. list, looking at this oh, he list, wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't there. even there. He didn't, even, he didn't show up because he knew that if he showed up, that was going to be that, that ass. That was going to be that ass. Like, <laughs> like, nobody, nobody, even if he knew that he was not wrong, he wasn't going to show up. That was actually the more appropriate thing to do was say, you know Honestly, what? I'm yeah, not even going to bother sure. mm-hmm. putting my face out there being like, well, I didn't do anything, so I'm going to go. And I'm going like, to wear the best suit. And I'm going to talk to all the reporters. And I'm going to be like, you know, because when people are guilty, but they want to prove that they're not guilty, they do shit like showing up. He's yeah, not that right. guilty in the situation we're going to talk about later. But he knew that if he showed up, it would just would have been terrible for everybody. So in his, to all of his friends and all of the other people that are there celebrating great acting, he felt as though if he were to show up, it would just be a hamper on the celebration, and he didn't want anybody to be involved with that. And honestly, that's a little respectful, to be honest. So, um, but William H no, Macy from Shameless won that. I think he's and very, I love, I love Shameless. Very that's deserving. why I pointed that out. Very, I was very like, deserving. Oh my god, this is such a good show. Well, not for nothing, but Master of None, I believe, had a couple seasons. Blackish is on their, what, se- second or third season? No, they're on their, like, fourth. It's, like, third or fourth. Okay. And not and, and not know. saying, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure Kirby Enthusiasm has a bunch of um, seasons, and so does mm-hmm. Will and Grace, but Shameless has, I forget which season they're coming up on, 14th or something like that. It's been around but 14 it's years, been, or it, do they do, like, a season every six seasons. months or something? I have I'll no check idea. It out. I feel like it might be on its ninth season but they've been around for a while i don't know i'm not really sure but i do know i just i love 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 that show it's so freaking good it is a very very and, um, good show i love what's her name the the emmy rossum who yes. plays fiona. fiona yes i relate to that character so much on a personal level i think a lot of people do like well just also her being the oldest of her siblings and just trying to take care of them and figure it out when your parents like stepping in when your parents aren't Absolutely. You know, how many people go through that? Tell us how you really feel. Oh, and by the way, it is eight seasons. I don't know why I thought it was 14. I got really, really excited (laughs) for this show. I was like, oh my God, it's been on forever. It's only been eight seasons. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. But yeah. So is you taking care of your family? Yeah. You taking care of your siblings? Well, no, I'm just saying. A lot of people do, though. Like, you don't realize, like, when you're the oldest. Are you the oldest? I'm the youngest, so. See, when you're the oldest. I have barbecues. I'm the youngest. I have a club party. I don't get cupcakes. Go on. I just love my life so much. But no. So, um, yeah, like when you're oldest, like you just kind of you take on this responsibility. Like it's it's 
there's a whole psychology to it, and I'm not even really privy to that, but um, there's, like, a whole psychology of, like, the firstborn, mm-hmm. the middle child, and, and like, mm-hmm. when you're the firstborn and you have siblings, like, you have this, like, weird sense of responsibility that like kind of just is innate in, within you because you grew up as the oldest and you're always taking care of them. So like to watch her struggle and to like try to like make sure that she's almost like a mother figure in this show. Like She it's has just, to be. Right, like who else is going to do it? So it's just like I can relate so much to that just because I'm always trying to make sure that my siblings are okay. And how many siblings are below you? You're the oldest. And to be honest, I only have two. So like... That's, no, that's a lot. I'm like, an only child know. and that's a lot. Like... <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I agree I love with her you. character. I love the show, I and that's why I brought agree it up. With you. I didn't realize that. Um, I didn't realize that she wasn't getting paid as much. But I mean, I guess I should. In know. the beginning, she wasn't getting paid as much. I think that they, when they created that show, and and this is just uh, what I think. Sometimes when people create shows, they have a special person yes. in mind. Yes. So when they created Shameless, they had William H Macy in mind. For Which Frank is, Gallagher. Yeah. They couldn't imagine can anybody else playing that role. So that's like, why he got paid more. He's like narrating the story. Yep. He's like, these are my kids mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And this is what I do. But as as the story like progressed and as the show progressed, you can see that he kind of like started fading more and more into the background and, and things came to be more about Fiona, which mm-hmm. is, um, what's her name? Emmy, Emmy Rossum. That's her mm-hmm. character. So it's kind of like... Agreed. You know, as shows progress and they kind of like morph into their own um monster um how do you decide like when when do you start renegotiating like pay and salary and stuff like that like when when is it time to like i think when people start noticing that in in interviews or in uh, on talk shows um how they talk and even in social media how people are like oh my god i love you so much you're you're my favorite character on that show when you start to see your popularity shine more than everybody else's in the show and that people are kind of saying to you oh i wish that you had first billing or i wish that you were like the main star like they all make it seem like it's all about well you know frank gallagher but i really wish that it was about you more so and i think that they didn't create the show to think to, to say, oh, well, this show is going to end up being about Fiona Gallagher and her challenge and what she has come through and what, what she has gone through to make sure that her family gets whatever they need. I think that they started this show to debate. To, to, to first of all, it came from a British show. So I think that they just took the idea from the British show. And when they made it their own, it turned into this whole full, full-blown thing. Right. I'm so glad they switched it up. Yeah. That Brit- I tried watching because I'm, you know, like sometimes I'm a yeah. bit of an Anglophile and I just wanted to see... <laughs> Um, what it was like, and that show was just straight yeah. up trash. So yeah. good. Anyway, um, and the thing doing? too that oh, I yes. like, and the thing, and I, and I'm gonna talk a bit more about Emmy Rossum is that the thing that I like about her character, and and, and I, mean, I don't want to spoil anything by saying this, but Frank Gallagher is a dad, and I'm gonna get a little bit about the um, about the oldest child, middle child, youngest child thing too. With this, with with that being said, Frank Gallagher is a type of father that is selfish worries about himself, doesn't worry about his, like, you know, litter of children that he has. And his oldest is like, if I'm not going to do it, then nobody else is going to feed these kids. And mind you, she was like 18 or something when the youngest was born, you know what I mean? So she was already almost an adult, basically an adult, when her youngest sibling was born. So I think that even if she didn't have that innate motherly factor about her, even when she was like, you know, six years old, for example, making food for her, like, lip and, you know, who's the second um, oldest. 
I think that she just looks at and says, like, this is child endangerment, even as a child. She knows that I cannot let somebody younger than me. And I think that that is like an animalistic effect, right? It's like natural. It's like if you if you go out, if you're if you're a tiger or a wolf or a bear and you see that some some animal that's smaller than you, that's younger, that's struggling, you help them up the tree. You give them your food. You help them with water. Like it's just an innate thing to do. Yeah. So for the oldest child and, and to touch on the psychology of that a bit is um, that could be a whole show by itself. That honestly. could be a whole show by itself. But but real quick, when you're first born, usually the parents cater. You're the first. You're the only at that time, right? So you want to make sure that that baby has everything that they have, that they're organized, and you and you spend so much time to make sure that that child is good, that that child ends up learning that they're good, right? And then right. they're able to carry themselves and get straight A's in school because their parents, you know, at first, like, made sure that they were, like, they wanted to do it perfect. So they try to create this perfect child the first time. They basically try to do that and they do a good job at that and then it ends up happening as such but then you have the middle child then you have a youngest for example if you have a total of three middle child syndrome they're the oldest they get everything you're the youngest you get everything i'm the middle child i get nothing and that's like a whole complex and then there's the youngest who was also similar to the oldest and youngest are also similar to only children where it's like it's just me, so right. nobody. I don't have to argue with anybody to get anything is, else. Is that just for this show, or is, is is that what you feel? That's what I feel in general. Okay. But for this show, the they have too many kids. The oldest can also be kids. the guinea pig. Yeah, the, the oldest, oldest could is be, the yeah, guinea pig. That's, that's true too. There's, there's some children whose parents. I mean, you don't really know. You're not an expert when your child is first born, unless you were like you know mm-hmm. did a whole bunch of research. And even then, that doesn't make any difference. But, you know, sometimes the child is just like, oh, well, we tried with this one, but I guess it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So let's change it up for the mm-hmm. second one if we mm-hmm. work it out. So, That's uh, a good point. Mm. For this show, they have way too many kids for those complexes to even matter. So, But <laughs> it really just matters with Fiona, who I think is amazing. Emmy Rossum uh, does deserve a lot going forward. She's still young. She still has a lot of work to do. So, um, again, congratulations on... Uh, William H. Macy from Shameless. And, uh, Do you want to shout out Sterling? Yeah. What's going on, Sterling K. Brown? Sterling K. I mean, Brown. hey, Jesus. you know, what's Congratulations. That was very exciting. My God. This is us, a show that none of us have seen, actually. <laughs> but, uh, well, I've seen like an episode or two, and to be honest, it's not for me. Yes. He, won, he, won, he won for Best Male Actor in a Drama Series. First black actor. First to black win that. actor to do that. I mean, you know, thank you, brother. I'm just saying, like <laughs> opening you know, up pa- the doors, pa- paving the way, paving okay. the way. Paving he was so emotional about it too, man. He, he did you so... see him crying? He couldn't even stop crying. I was like, how can oh, you my not, goodness. dude? How can you not, man? Accomplishing something like that. And and in 2018, I mean, it's sad, but it, it's great, but it's sad. It's, exactly. it's just like like a whirlwind of emotions. So at the time, he was probably just like, oh. My guy, like I just—he's just crying. Like you—you you can't help yourself because you're just overcome with so much at one time. And a situation like that makes me want to see the show. I heard it was such a great show by so many people, but there are a lot of great shows out there. I need—I don't—I need more time to catch up on all these shows. By the, I thought that by the time I was going to see This Is Us, it's—it's it's going to be so far right deep right too. nobody's gonna not like it anymore but he is really inspiring me to want to uh find a bootleg copy of that show wait didn't it. earlier you said that the only thing you knew about this is us is that there's like some some big bitch on there some some some, <laughs> large, some I, I just saw pictures of this beautiful big white girl <laughs> and this very attractive white guy 
And they were in a relationship, and I guess the show is about relationships. That's all I know. That's all I remember. I didn't know that there was a there was a black guy in it. Honestly, like I don't even know. I, right, I don't know yeah. much well, about the show. If you don't watch it, you don't watch it. I don't pay attention to even the ads. But and I stuff just like wanted that. to say congratulations to him Yay! for making history that in twenty eighteen. That's good shit, man. Good shit. Exactly. You know what? That's that's exactly what I titled this show. <laughs> good shit. For this real, I put good shit. shit. This is the good shit we're going to talk about, and now. We're going to transition over to the, I guess you could say bullshit. Monique. Good shit, bullshit? I don't know. Good shit, bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's one word. That's one Let's, phrase. You know, have a prayer circle. I want to, for, start, I want to for, talk about Monique. Well, so for, do you guys Monique. know what's going on with Monique right now? Yes. Like, can someone, who wants to do like a little explanation of I'll what's do going it. on? Okay. So, Monique, uh, the uh, Oscar winner for... Uh, Playing the mother in the uh, hit movie Precious, Academy she's Award Academy winning, winning actress. Yes, um, but started out as a comedian, um, a stand up, right? Stand up comedian was on Comic View for many, many years. Mm-hmm. The Apollo and all that um, has asked <laughs> the the masses to boycott Netflix, and she asks us to boycott Netflix for the reasoning. Uh, that she was only paid, uh, or no, actually wasn't paid, was offered. Oh, true. That's a good... <laughs> yes, yes. $500,000 to do a stand-up comedy special for Netflix. Now, she is she's asking for this boycott based on the fact that she felt that uh, she was not paid and she was lowballed uh, as a reasoning, as a reason uh, behind... Racial bias and gender bias. She also compared herself to Amy Schumer, who was offered $11 million for her Netflix special. And then she also compared herself to Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle. Now. But how much were, um, how much were they offered? Because I think D- they were offered. D- Dave Chappelle and Kevin, Kevin Hart were offered $20 million. Amy Schumer, Amy eleven. $11 million. But she uh, negotiated. She, she negotiated yeah. up and got thirteen. Now let's explain ourselves. So Dave Chappelle had a hit TV show Super for many, many, show. many years. Dave Chappelle is also appealing to the masses. Kevin Hart is hot right now. Okay. Yeah, he Kevin has, Hart is hot. He's like, hot yeah. right now. I'll, there's I'll nothing. That. There's nothing like you know. There's we have to say in the black community that there's always a time. For one of the black comedians to make it, and it is it is Kevin Hart's time. <laughs> it is Kevin okay. Hart's time. It's Kevin Hart's time. Because who else right now? Is you know, it, it was it was Eddie Murphy. Um, then we oh, had yeah, Martin yeah. Lawrence. Oh, no, yeah. but like but like right now, there's nobody else no, besides Kevin. No, no, no it's, 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 it's only Kevin's for one at a time. You know what I mean? And white America, it's only room for one at a time. And and white America, it's only room. Then it was Cat Williams in the early 2000s. So, oh yeah, he had a little. So Cat Williams just came out with another Netflix special. It was actually pretty good. Y'all should see it. Yeah, so it's it's that shit like that. Monique, um, your last comedy hit hit was The Queens of Comedy, and that was released Ooh. in 1999. Ooh, I remember okay. that. <laughs> that oh was my in 1999. God. Now, she did have a comedy special. It was called, like, I Could Be Your Cellmate or something like that. That was from, I like, no idea. 2007 or 2008, something like that. But, you know, Monique, you're, you're not appealing to the masses. Like, you have your niche audience, which is, are the black folks. Like the niggas! <laughs> you like, got the niggas, Monique! She hasn't done much recently. No. Precious was in 2009. Nine, yes, yes. So she won the Oscar in 2010. And, but the problem is, is that 
Monique also explained to herself that she is the most successful comedian living. That's what she said on Sway in the Morning. Did she say that? Yes, comedian. She did. Comedian. Okay, so so the female. female. Okay, yeah, the okay, French okay. spelling of. Yes. No, she said comedian. She ain't said comedian. <laughs> She's not even that. Oh, well, I'm confused. Okay. Why would she think that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you tried to give her. Uh, a say help. it again. Say it again. She's the most. She's the most. Uh, she's the most famous, or she said the most uh, successful. She, successful, successful living living comedian. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I I have to research her more in depth. I have to research her more in depth for me to understand that. We just took a long pause. My computer will shut off when we were done. That shit flatlined. That, that shit flatlined on us. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know enough to, to even argue with that. But okay. I'm going to research it and I'm going to come exactly. back to you. So Monique appeals to the black audience. Which there's nothing wrong with that, That's okay? Fine. That is completely okay. Samore, who is born and raised in Trenton, has a very successful career as a black comedian. She is not asking for twenty million dollars for a show or anything. And she's been working ten times as hard as you have. Now, Monique also has some bad influences, you know, that are around her. She may not think this is a bad influence. Her husband has been egging her on to do a lot of things, and she's created mm. a lot of problems in her life. Because that's, that's her manager, right? Yes. Her husband's her, her manager. Husband's her manager. I feel like whenever you have family mm. members as um, man, well, unless you're Christian or, you know, because mm. she just will fucking take a career and just turn it all the way up. But whenever mm. you have family members as, um, you know, doing like doing business with family, it's just, it never goes right. Like, remember what Beyonce and mm-hmm. her father was managing her, and then she eventually had to fire him? Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, you fucking up my too shit. extra. Let you me tell you something shit. about Beyonce's father, okay? So remember, I told you, I I did some, some work with other people who are connected oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah, dad. yeah. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> So Beyonce, yes, you did. Yes, okay, sorry. Beyonce's father is a dickhead. Okay, mm. he was, but he worked. Me. He worked for the business because it, he worked in regard to those those girls. He protected them in in certain ways. But if you shamed him or anything like that, then your ass is grass. All right, it was a done deal. Fuck him. But. Uh, regardless, uh, in regard to Monique, did so, you say irregardless? No, I said, I said. Oh, <laughs> well, in regards, uh, did in you regards um, to Monique? Did you ever meet him? No. Oh, okay. I'm no, just ne- just never. No. He just no. right, right, right. Just know people that know him, and yes. he's like an asshole. Yes, but um, in regard to Monique, so the five hundred k, I feel like that was a low ball, okay, for them to offer that. But of course, business people are going to offer you the lowest that they possibly think that they can offer you to negotiate, you know, so you have some leverage in that. But the problem and the mistake that Monique made is when she negotiated that she brought up Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart. So how are you going to go from 500 K to 20 million? No one is going to weasel their way all the way down for you to be completely satisfied from 20 million to 500 K. Monique, I believe that you probably were owed two, three, four million. Okay, all right, you get that for it. That's yeah. a, that's a nice deal. Five hundred k is not a, a big deal, but you for you to ask us the people who five hundred k is like a big deal for us. 
to boycott because you didn't get five hundred thousand dollars. Mm-mm. And I'm not giving selfish. up my yes, I'm not giving up my Netflix subscription for you Hell at no. all. Hell, no. I have no, a tight that, relationship with no. Netflix. No, <laughs> a tight yeah. relationship with Me Netflix. And Netflix and Amazon, honey. Yes. 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 But you know what? All right. So, well, go ahead. Do, do you want? Yes. Cause ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody <laughs> got, got time, time for that. that. Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> Shout out to Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> Yo. No, but you know what? Though? I will do a lot of things on Netflix for $500,000, man. <laughs> I will sing the alphabet in all different languages. Like, <laughs> I don't even care. Sasha will do a reprise of the Hess truck is coming. Hell right. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But you know what, though? To be honest, though, um, when I first initially heard the story, I was kind of like, Wow, that is really low compared to these other stand-up mm-hmm. offerings. Like, I mean, it's almost insulting for someone to, like, work their entire lives and, like, to win an Oscar and to do, like, to have all these accomplishments and then to be low. Like, I mean, I could see if she was offered maybe, like you said, like, four, five, six, seven, eight. I would even go up to, like, $9 million just because of her resume itself but for her to be offered 500k like y'all didn't even offer her one million dollars it's like damn like that's really low for and and the reason why we haven't heard from her in a long time is because she's been blackballed because she's so vocal about hollywood and like all the bullshit but that's everything yeah, like honestly, that's everything. And, well, and playing the, the game, right? Playing the game. It's, it's playing the game, but mm-hmm. also if you're gonna vocalize you being disappointed with certain things, there's certain ways that you go about that. When you come in and you come in ready for, ready to argue someone down, and you're not presenting yourself or presenting your case in a diplomatic manner, sometimes the point just gets lost, and now you just look angry. Or you look just Agreed. and not trying not trying to say the angry black woman thing because that's the thing like for me in my regular life just you know trying to explain myself always got to be like oh my god don't make them seem like don't make it seem like you're the angry black guy but like for her she has to be able to you know find that that middle ground like because I have seen several actresses who are still getting work that are very vocal about you know discrimination racism uh sexism and all of that and they have no problem doing that debbie allen is very vocal about racism mm-hmm. sexism and all of that viola davis is very vocal about that cicely tyson is very vocal about that all of them still are getting work because you know what they're about being it's not even about being politically correct because sometimes you have to be in your face with certain things but it's also the levels and there's a time and a place monique kind of makes it seem as though she is a victim in a lot of cases you're not the victim stop victimizing yourself and even if you are the victim you stand in that and you move ahead and you move forward you don't just wallow and you don't wallow and say well this person wronged me this person did this to me it's very important for people to take accountability for their part or their role in a lot of situations that have gone down. Did you not speak up when you should have spoke up? Did you wait too long to do this? Did you uh, not read everything properly? Did you not pay attention to the vibes? Did you not, you know, there are many things that you, you have to pay attention to, you know, when you, we make errors or people shit on us all the time like you know we have to take accountability for ourselves and that's freedom there's freedom in that 
So, and, and that's her problem, and that's why I can't support a lot of things that she does as far as her attitude is I concerned. Agree. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. And you make a good point with that, too, because it's like, yeah, there's a time and place to, to, to present your argument. And I, I don't even, you know, there's some questions I even have. Like, was it her idea to have a Netflix special? Special? Did she want it? Did she approach right. Netflix or and did say, they come to her? I want to do a special. I feel like I it's time. It's been a while since I've done a stand-up comedy special. And I Netflix is huge right now. I want to be involved. You're or right. did Netflix approach her and say, hey, Monique, we heard from the masses and they want you to do a Netflix special. So we're <laughs> going to offer you 500 it would be different yeah, if it, it was that. Yeah, it makes a that. big difference, so honestly. So I think, now, honestly, I since <laughs> up until today, I didn't know that she was that influential in the comedic in the comedic world because I've known her. I've known her from being in the you know the Parkers and being right. in the, but I didn't know that she was a stand up comedian. Mm-hmm. I, right. I would believe that she would be originated with a stand. But how long ago was that? Seventies, eighties, in the early nineties. You know, when you have a resume in Hollywood, yeah, your resume might have looked great. But you got to keep it up. You gotta but you have up. to keep it up. And you have to keep up with modernism. So if you want to be on a Netflix special, you have to expect that the people that are watching you are going to be people that have Netflix. And the majority of the people have that have Netflix are considerably young. And now it's becoming more popular where even I have aunts who are in their 60s and 70s who love watching Netflix because right. they know that at any point they can just watch whatever they want and that they like the newer shows and they try to stay hip. A lot of the people who watch Netflix are still in that up to 40, 50 year range where right. it's like they audience. need to know where you're coming from. So if you have an audience that is black, but it is also like not older, you know, I don't want to be insulting, but like, you know, well, yeah, most of her understanding audience, yeah. of where she first started and how she was funny back then and how she was funny in ni- in the 90s and blah, blah. Basically, her, her Wikipedia stops at 2009. It's almost as if she didn't do anything since 2009. Like somebody has to update her Wikipedia and let the rest of the people know that she's actually <laughs> been doing shit because I haven't heard about her since 2004. So I, I, I was astounded to see that she's done work since 2009, you know, when she did Precious and she started, you know, getting involved in that. And I think that it became the older she gets, the more seasoned she. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Season. Oh, okay. The more seasoned season she gets, she feels as she feels as though, well, I'm a seasoned veteran in this community. You need to pay me based on what I deserve. And it's not like that. So I don't think that exactly. she's entirely that- deserving. I mean, five hundred is is a yeah, little low, not. but I think it may be that low because she probably approached them with the idea, and that was probably the first that offer that they gave her, and she was like five hundred thousand, like what five hundred thousand, right, and right, right. just ran and made everybody mad without exactly. sitting and trying to negotiate with her facts, like <laughs> Viola Davis would, like uh, uh, um, uh, Cicely Tyson would. These are women that will sit and say, "Okay, let me take this paper, let me write it out." Mm-hmm. Let me figure this out. Right. I was and let actually, me present them with my ideas. I was just about to say that she should have just let her people handle yeah. the situation and negotiated behind closed doors instead of bringing it to the media and asking people to boycott like a billion dollar industry. Like people aren't going to give up. They're only like some people. Netflix is, is their Netflix. only source of entertainment. Well, Most people don't Netflix. even have cable provided. Exactly. Like, they don't even use cable That's anymore. Like I know personally, I don't even have cable anymore. All everything that I watch comes from Netflix, Hulu yes. and, and HBO. Cause why not? Cause why you not? You can watch what you want, not just what is on TV. Right for you 10, know? ten, eleven dollars a month. So it's kind of like. And according to them, she went into the meeting, trying to present the twenty million that Kevin, uh, that Dave Chappelle got. 
So she started with that. She started with that. So it's too far of a jump. So the people basically were like, you know what? There's no way that we are going to negotiate it down enough for you to be completely satisfied, mm-hmm. for us to be completely satisfied. Mm-hmm. So you know what? We're going to pass on the offer. But here's the thing. The problem is, so Wanda Sykes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, she supports, she supported Monique and and the fact of that she felt that the 500K was a low blow because Wanda Sykes also was offered a Netflix special. But she was offered $250,000. That's all Damn. she was offered. And what, what is, what's really strange to me is that Wanda Sykes actually appeals more to the masses I'm than Monique. I'm so <laughs> shocked at that. Right. I am so shocked at that. that how, how low And honestly, that's another comedian, female right. comedian, that I don't I don't remember the last time she did work because it was a couple years ago yeah. or whatever in my head that I remember her being... Yeah. But I honestly think she's like... Yeah. It should have been the other way around, if <laughs> anything. Honestly, they should have offered at least a mill or two mm-hmm. to both of them. But to offer more to Monique than Wanda Sykes, and I feel as though Wanda Sykes is in that, is in that she doesn't just appeal to the black community mm. and the and and, the, and them like she appeals to lesbian community. Mm. She appeals to the middle aged women community. Mm. She appeals to the I don't fuck with no bullshit community. Like she's just all around, all around, like you know, a similar kind of similar to Kevin Hart, right? And and his approach. And Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle are like like I don't understand like how you can even fathom to think that. You're that close to them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I honestly respect and love both of them. Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. Richard Pryor. Who else? Um, uh, uh, Martin Lawrence. Rock. Chris Rock. Chris wow, I can't remember his first name. Chris Martin Rock. Lawrence. These yeah. are all guys that, to me... And, like, I like Eddie Murphy, but there's some part of Eddie Murphy that is a little more silly to me mm-hmm. that I could see him being in movies more than being mm-hmm. a stand-up comedian. And that the same category as Marlon Wayans, for example. Like, they're in that well, yeah. silly, com- mm-hmm. you know, Jim Carrey in that silly community um, of comedians. But Dave Chappelle and, and Kevin Hart, I don't even know if there's any, and this is terrible to say, but I don't even know if there's any female comedian that is similar to them mm-hmm. in general. Whether that you know whether they're an and, and and the fact of the matter is just people love them just, all around. Monique, you also you got to take into account a lot of things. Sometimes, sometimes you have to scale back in order then, to go forward. and then to go forward. Yeah, sometimes you got to go back to go. Sometimes to you got to go back to the grind and do what you got to do to get where you want to go. Well, because she's been blackballed from Hollywood. Yeah, and she's been for years. For years, so like that's another reason why anger. she is speaking out the way she is and she has been calling out Hollywood's bullshit for years and that's another reason why she's kind of been blackballed but does that get you that doesn't get anybody but and you but it's also it's just it's a it's a it's a gamble with that if you don't care about fame or care about becoming famous or being paid any type of money in the future I have no problem with you speaking how the way the way you speak. Mm-hmm. It is really it is really no problem. But if you're expecting to get five uh, twenty million dollars for a show or whatever, you're gonna have to play the game to an extent, okay? And also understand that you winning an Oscar and you getting paid twenty million dollars for a comedy special is not mutually exclusive. It's not. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm just laughing because I can, like, hear you pouring the wine. And just okay. like, we're drinking wine because... I, fuck I it, why poured not? the wine. We should have more. 
Oh yeah, no, I definitely okay, want. Yeah, I have plum yeah. wine right here. Well, but, that's, um, that's the good yeah. stuff. Yeah, this is good that's shit, that's man. Good plum this wine. Is, this is what I do. This is, no grapes. Oh yeah, taste that. This is what I do to um seduce Ooh. my niggas. All my niggas get seduced with this. Ain't that good? That's what it. That's it what they bigger. taste. Uh-huh. Oh, you drank that. Oh, what? My dick got bigger. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so my whole body swelled up with with that sip of plum wine. Wow, isn't it good? That is enticing. <laughs> uh, moving on, we are getting way too excited today because man, it's been too long. It's been way too long. Oh um, wait, yes. Can the next we one. talk? Okay, so oh, Lord. so on this whole sag, blah blah blah, people getting money, blah blah. Let's um move on to something that is similar to our last episode, which uh, has. Of course, everything to do with the sexual harassment that's going on in America in 2018. Wow, we are moving We won't forward. talk about tampons this time. We're not going to talk about tampons this time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I'd like, to talk, I'd like to talk about a female that I used to idol. Who oh, didn't? She's so pretty. Dude, when I saw she Clueless, Stacy Dash is... And people would say, when my hair is straight, I look like Stacey Dash. And at first, I was like, oh, my God, I freaking love her. She was in Clueless. You really think I look like her? And now I'm like, shh, don't say Stacey Dash. <laughs> Why are you yelling Stacey Dash in the middle of this restaurant? Don't you ever say that Don't you ever name. say that fucking name again. She is an embarrassment to everything. Oh, my God. She's girl. an embarrassment to, I don't know, women with teeth, women with brown skin, freaking women in general. I kind of understand where she's coming from, though, with this. She she basically said a that o- people like Oprah and Meryl Streep bit. and other elite members of Hollywood and, and what have you. I thought that was um, creative, that they, that her they, little high school metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really <laughs> clueless, aren't I? Right, I was like, bitch, about? you really because fucking Seal, tried it. Because <laughs> Seal went off on her on Twitter talking about how, you know, because she was like, Oprah knows about Harvey Weinstein and and I know about sexual harassment and blah, blah, blah. And she basically was trying to say that the elite members of Hollywood knew all about Harvey Weinstein from the get, didn't say anything, let him do whatever he wanted. Sia right. was like, girl, you're clueless. You don't know what you're talking about. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm real clueless. Yeah, yeah, because she's on Fox. She, like, knows what she's talking about, right? Doesn't know anything about what she's talking about for the past, I don't know, Seven years she's been like going ever off the chains, like political shit. Ever since social media shit. allowed her to have a voice, yeah. And I guess like without her publicist watching over her every move, she's just been so <sighs> fucking problematic. Point, man. She is a walking minstrel show. That's a good if, point. Okay. But the thing is, yeah, she with is social cooning. media, if, if cooning. <laughs> That's what the fuck you've been doing, Stacey Dash. You've been fucking cooning. I don't know who the fuck she's told weird. you she that just... your ass is not black. Whoever told you that there's no struggle, whoever told you, somebody, one of her aunties was like, yeah, girl, you got that good hair and you got that light eye, so you, you know you're Latina. She started running her mouth. Yes. I'm like, bitch, you can be black and Latina at the same time. Exactly. Look at La Negra. She's black Latina and is she's, not a race, so I had to look it. this up because I always wanted to know why she looked the way she did because I look the way I do and I'm mixed as fuck. So I looked her up. She is black, African-American. Uh, from Barbados and and of Mexican descent. So right, those she's are black like, and Spanish. And Spanish. Or so I shouldn't say Spanish, but don't she's black and Latina, whatever. Don't, don't yeah, nobody give a fuck because everybody that see you, if you if you walk out on the screen, your ass is a nigga. You look black. You're a nigga. All right. That's, that's what, why. That's what Kanye said in the first album. You're still a nigga and a coon. That's what the funny fuck they wasn't said. she in one of his music videos? Yes, yeah, she was. She Sip was in. She, exactly. she was in. Oh, hand it off. She looks really good. In, in the old balls. Yeah, she did look good. She was sitting in the limo, you yeah. know, chilling. 
you know, no. being privileged. Oh, okay, sorry. But still, but still, basically said to her, he said to her, "Don't try to use me as a um, as a pawn." He or was like, "Bitch, what? against Oprah or any of your political games." Stacy Dash, keep my name out of your mouth. Do not retweet or requote anything I said in order to reinforce your self. Hating agenda, you live in the sunken place. Oh shit! That's yeah. Which I thought was like east of the upside down. I was confused, like that. Oh, you ain't never place. seen Get Out. You never saw Get, Get Out? Out. Oh, that's oh, that's is that where that good. came from? Yeah. As soon as he said the sunken place, I was like, is that is that like the upside down from Stranger Things? Oh, I never saw. Get oh Out. my god, that's all, that's another movie on my list of movies let I'm gonna me, see. Let me, might as well be the upside down and, world. And I'll say this in regard to Stacey Dash talking about Oprah Winfrey and Meryl Streep. Now, mind you. Oh yeah. As, Go ahead. as people, as as I know people who have been victims of sexual abuse, um, you know, dealing with your own situations like that, there are a lot of people who are sexual predators that have been hidden for a long oh, time. Oh God! So for anybody to say, "Oh well, you knew about this and you turned a blind eye," that's absolutely a possibility. It's absolutely a possibility but for you to accuse somebody of saying just because they were friends with somebody for a period of time and saying that they absolutely knew people can hide whatever the fuck they want to hide they hide shit all the time there are people that you don't know that they live completely secret lives and you don't know anything about what's going on so for her to make that assumption she got it fucked up you got it real fucked up stacy and you know what ain't nobody standing with you you ain't about nothing. You are dumb as, you, dumb as a box of rocks, okay? You're oh just a parrot. God. You fucking parrot. Like, I don't even I don't even think she has an opinion. She's just like, why do, why, I don't understand why. She's like, you know, black people want to be included in everything. Why do they have things like BET, Black Entertainment Television? Because that shit wasn't available to us back in the day. And it still ain't available to us. Because white entertainment television is NBC, ABC, Fox, uh, MTV, Look, VH1. Just name that brings out a good point. Exactly. Real quick, I want to yeah. tell you the tiniest name story. Name the conglomerates of Icon. Let, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you the tiniest of stories. Just put them all When I was 17, mm. I went to this conference in Washington, D.C. that was a part of the People to People oh, yes. uh, Association. You did that? Yeah, I did that. And it was it, it's beautiful. It promotes, the whole organization works on promoting world peace. It it pays, you know, you, you pay a couple, you know, whatever, to, to send your child to other countries so that they can learn about other country so that they can be more cultured mm. and on one of and and I, and I went to Australia with like 40 kids from New Jersey we went all the way to Australia and met a bunch of people learned about the um, aborigines and learned about the culture there learned how it can get cold in the mornings you know that's why they made Ugg boots <laughs> so because your feet get cold when you go out to get the morning piper you know what I mean or they on the outback but uh, I met this girl <laughs> I met this girl at the conference, which happened to be a year or two years after my, um, no, not even. I went to Australia when I was 13, and because I was a part of that organization, they sent me, you know, invites to stuff, you know, and then finally I was like, okay, fine, I'll go to one of your freaking conferences, right. fine. And I went to Washington, D.C., which, as everybody knows, is probably, other than New York City, one of the most diverse places in America, mm-hmm. and... I went in, started, you know, fraternizing with people, meeting friends. I'm outgoing, blah, blah. I see this girl in the corner, sitting on a couch, scared. Looks scared. I'm like, oh, she's just shy. I walk over to her. She's like, yeah. I'm like, honey, it's okay. Like, I'm with the group. Like, I'm not, like, you know, a random stranger. Like, I'm with, like, the organization. <laughs> you have a name tag? I have a name tag. Let's talk. 
some guy comes over and he's like, oh, she's never seen minorities before. You got you oh. got to mind her. What? You've got to mind her. He was a Puerto Rican guy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He was Dominican from New York. I'm mixed, Latina, white, Arabic, and I'm from this area of New Jersey. This girl came from Iowa, was first came, didn't know anybody, had to talk to the first person that would talk to her, which was this guy, and he found out from her that she she was nervous and scared because like she's never been to a place like this before and she's never seen people like this before. And of course, his first reaction was, do you mean ethnic people? Like, even Asians. Like, she just was like, wow, I can't believe that I am in a city. Since she landed that plane, could not believe that she was surrounded by these people. You know, this girl told us later, we don't even have TV shows that feature ethnic people. NBC, ABC, I'm sure, were the main ones. And then they would have extra, you know, random television stations that would just not have black people, at that Asian time, people, there was no UPN Hispanic people. Look, I'm so, so when Stacey Dash wants to talk about why is there a BET, why do black people feel the need to create their own station? It's because there's people in Iowa who don't even know what BET is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bitch. <laughs> I was in her face like, you never seen... I was like, I just wanted to tickle her and like take her purse and run away and bring it back. I'm just kidding. Like, what? I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. And and homeboy, homeboy me Dominicano was like, oh, don't mind her. She's never seen ethnic people before. But it's, I'm glad you came over to try to talk to her. But it's I'm like, glad you came it's over. like, and Stacey Dash, she fucking was born in like Iowa. Like, why do these pe- fucking people think they, they need their own TV show? It's because there are states and areas in America that don't even have access to shows that promote anything like that. Exactly. And, and BET started we, we, a while ago, yes, man. And we, like, it started in the on, 80s. Man. And to for you to not, not even acknowledge that, you know, there is a weight yeah. difference. It doesn't even match to our population. Like, so black people make up thirteen oh, percent so of the United States population, they need their own. and we only have about five percent of TV. Yeah, they so need their own. For you to fucking say some shit like that, and black people watch their TV, so like I don't and understand. And they support. And they support. Black so, Panther, look at that. Exactly. Shit. So Whew. don't get that. Don't get it fucking twisted. Like we support the entertainment. She's insane. She had the audacity to say. Stacey Dash said. You know how there are popular kids and not so popular kids and then everybody else in between? Well, people like cool kids like Oprah and Meryl Streep and Seth MacFarlane and the rest of Hollywood's elite know all about these sexual assault allegations and use their status to protect each other. I won't walk back what I believe. Oprah, the homecoming queen, prom queen and class president knew. Meryl, the high school drama star, knew. Most of these women wearing black knew. And it's like, come on, honey. I knew, I mean, they that's know. That's pretty creative. Nobody's, cre- nobody's making up that they didn't know. Nobody's saying that they didn't know, that they're hiding it. Right. Everybody knew. It's just, it's a very sensitive thing to bring up because it's like, hmm, if I'm not as sexually, if I'm not sexually assaulted, right? Let's say I was not sexually assaulted by Harry. What's his Weinstein. Name? Weinstein. Mm-hmm. But I know an actress that was. And I say to her, you should really tell somebody about this. And she chooses not to. That's her. 
right? Exactly. I'm yeah. not going to go and risk my job in Hollywood to try to help her out. So maybe I'm just going to sit back and hope that karma does the rest, right? Exactly. This and on is top the of that, that's... a lot of people have. Exactly. Don't you see, Stacey Dash, your ass is you dumb as a box of rocks because <laughs> you don't watch Judge Judy because Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Judge you know Judy. what your problem is, yes. Stacey? You need to watch more Judge yes. Judy. Exactly. That bitch will tell you don't you. watch Judge Judy because Judge Judy no would have walked in there. If Oprah walked in there, I heard that he he has been touching women and it's been going around all the time. Judge Judy would be like, I don't want to hear that. That's hearsay. Okay? Because it's hearsay. She'd be like, how do I know what you're talking about? How do I know that? How do I know that? Okay? If it doesn't make sense, it's not true. Okay? Very good point. Put this shit in court. It doesn't (laughs) hold water. I'm sorry. And you know, I kind of like, I I thought it was akin to like just working, because I haven't really worked in Hollywood or the industry or whatever, but I have worked in corporate America. And there's always that one boss that's like a terrible person. And like, it's like, you know, they shouldn't be working for your company. You know, they should Mm -hmm. be fired. But like, no one speaks up or says anything about it because they know if they do, that person, that boss or whoever's in power usually has so much clout in the company that they're untouchable. Or at least they feel untouchable to you. And Harry Weinstein has been untouchable. He has for been so untouchable long. for years. Like I Dude, equate he's him. So old. I equate him to um, that situation. So it's looking like, like who am I to go ahead and say something against another? Po- like even if I'm Oprah Winfrey, like a powerhouse. Like who am I to go against another powerhouse if I don't have any sort of like credibility or leverage or anything in my corner to say okay well this is what happened x y and z i have proof like you would have to come in so strong especially if it's not from you yourself because i'm sure he's never sexually assaulted why well, i assume he's never sexually assaulted oprah or exactly. like meryl like you know that's what I, mean? what I mean it has to be personal <coughs> and that person has to choose to make it personal right, right that's what i'm saying so she's it's, not it's, gonna fight everybody else's it, battles and, and that's what i'm saying so like like these whole like oh well they knew movements it's it's more it's like kind of like what you were saying with Monique it's like there's a time and place for everything and I'm not saying what he did was right because it wasn't not. right oh, of course but not. like until you have women who were, who were abused and sexually harassed by this man coming out and speaking out the way that they are now you're not going to change anything change is happening now because a woman some brave soul. I don't even know who it is, to be honest. To start it, right? Yeah. Said, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I don't have shit to lose. I'm going to say X, Y, and Z. And then someone was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, shit, me too, bitch. And then (laughs) it all came together. Another woman was like, oh, me too, me too. And they all came together. And then people with power or who are in positions of power were able to say, you know what? I'm going to not necessarily jump on the bandwagon, but I'm going to go ahead and, and... empower these women who have no voice and say hey it's not right yes it has been this way for years but we didn't have a chance or we didn't have any sort of leverage to say anything until these women who were actually sexually assaulted said something themselves and that's the reason why i kind of feel like like with that whole like like the stacy dash thing i'm just like bitch what are you talking about and why are you never on the team that you're technically supposed to be supposed on. to be on like you, you have this bitch. You, Come on. <laughs> you have this intersectionality God. of being like um like you have two you're marginalized by two groups and it's like you she, still I think she's don't, very confused you still don't care 
care. And Why for the record, I, I don't I, think she understands it. Exactly. For the record, I don't call women bitches, but this girl, she's just, she's just really. There's a, something a off bitch. about her. Whatever. Fuck her. I'm tired of talking about her because honestly, I'm over it. And, and all square faced say- ass. And that's what the. That's why you and your cousin, y'all both fucking crazy. Hey, well, Damon actually, Dash one more thing. Damon Dash. Dash. She fucking crazy too. One more thing I want to say about Stacy is that sometimes, even when she speaks about the gender thing, I'm kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? But even with the race thing, it's like you can't even. You can't even really... I mean, she looks black to me, obviously, but she's still on the lighter end of the spectrum. Like, yeah. you know, or kind of like a medium brown, whatever. She, you like your color. Yeah. yeah. And so she's... Well, she's a little bit lighter. But she's like... It's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But no, she, she. it's like you, you are... You're black. You're a black woman and everything. And it's like you... I forgot my point. Damn. You said about gender and about regardless of the fact you're still black. Like so, stop trying to think yeah. you you are exempt from struggle and persecution and discrimination and all that stuff because you're light skin and you got a little oil in your hair. Okay, stop it. I'm over her. All right, so I wanted to kind of go to the last. Yeah, topic, the last the, the, the last the topic, topic before. Yeah, the the last heavy topic before we get into the outro is um is is basically a, a an extension of what we were just talking about with the sexual harassment issues in Hollywood. Um, as a lot of you probably have heard and know, when the SAG Awards were announced and we were talking about Aziz Ansari being nominated for Best Male Actor in a Comedy Series. He was missing. He was not present. He actually he didn't go to allegations the... Against he him. didn't go to the SAG Awards because of these allegations that were brought to light in an article on Babe.com. Babe.net. On babe.net about some... <laughs> right? So it's, it's shady. Not fucking, it's a, that, I'm sorry. As soon as I realized that, I was like, .net? This whole time it was a .net? That makes perfect sense. It still does. It's that still a reliable source. <laughs> it's reliable, but not so much. That's, that's, that's the website that gives so you computer aids. That's oh, what I mean. No. That .net is more of like a... It's not... It's not yeah. That's a little pointish. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little closer to that. But basically, some girl went out on a date with Aziz Ansari, who is the um, writer, director, starring in Master of None, which is on Netflix, which I saw. I thought it was amazing work. He is in, okay. I, I think he's Indian, right? In, Indian or Paki? Uh, he's an Indian. He's Indian. He's an Indian-American comedian, which is super hard to break out of. He's probably the most popular Indian American yeah, I would say so. comedian that we have. He's also Here extremely young. States, yeah. He he he's extremely um, talented. I think that I, I remember seeing him in Scrubs. I don't know if you ever any of you saw mm-hmm. Scrubs, a TV show. I remember him being an intern or or um, a student in Scrubs, and I thought that he was funny then. He did his stand up comedy. A lot of it. He was able to grant success with his show on Netflix, Master of None, which is a pretty cool show. Basically, is about him dealing with relationship shit because he's, you know, cute and awkward and <laughs> kind of nerdy and, you know, youngish, yeah. like immature, kind of, but at the same time has a heart of gold and just really wants a really good relationship with somebody and he, sh- and he strives to get that in. Uh, he doesn't really get it yet. I haven't seen the new uh, season, but basically he was nominated for Best Actor at the SAG Awards for a comedic uh, series and he didn't show up because of this poor article that came out. Where this random uh, chick who went on a date with him. 22-year-old. A 22-year-old who went on a date with him. They named her Grace. Yeah, that's not her real name. 
Right, right, her right. Her name is probably far from Grace. She was like, give me something sweet, like Grace. Sweet and innocent. Something that sounds, yes, yeah, sounds innocent. And <laughs> 23, 20, she was, uh, she was at 22 years old when it happened, but now she's 23. So that means that it happened, you know, probably a couple months to a year ago. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn based photographer, which already s- screams privilege. Like who can afford to live in Brooklyn as a photographer unless and you be have, that young. Right. And that's years your old. only job. Right. But whatever. I'm just saying. Apparently, they met somewhere at a at a party or whatever, and yeah, like some club she met Aziz, and at first he was like, you know, brushed her off because he's probably used to everybody, you know, trying to hook up with him or whatever, exactly. trying to get in his face, and then they realized that they had a similar camera that they both brought to the same party that they were at, and it was an older model camera from the 80s, so he was like, oh, you're not just a stupid Brooklyn photographer, you're actually like into art. Right. I'm into art too. Like I have a I have a vintage camera too. Let's talk about it. And honestly, from the get, if that's how y'all started talking, like that's already like he wasn't just like, well, what are you drinking? And let me get that drink for you. And let me talk about you know what you do as a photographer. He was like, oh, you got it. You got this camera. I got a similar camera too. Let's talk about that. And he felt as though they bonded. And that is immediate to me that like he understood that they bonded at first. That was probably him saying, like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe I should talk to you more. They get into it. They, you know, go on the dance floor. They start dancing. They well, apparently, like, she end was, up like, at with, that night. Yeah, she's like, she was with her girls, and he was, you know, doing his own thing. And then she described it as her, like, she kept meeting eyes with him. And it was one of those things where, yeah. like, they were aware of each other's presence, flirtatious presence the banter. entire night. Which is very flirtatious, because, like, whenever I do that, if I'm giving eyes to a guy in a club, I'm like, you know, like, what's that? Yeah. You know, so. But they were talking for a week before he actually asked her out on the first date. And that's oh, really? saying something, too. Yep, that's what it says here in the article. They exchanged, um flirts over text for about a week before he even asked her to go out with him on a date on a Monday of all pla- of, of, of all um, days. On a you know, Monday I it night. Was that night for some reason? Okay, well. Nope. <laughs> nope. I thought it, it was, was not that, that night. night. No, he oh, he, that's right. he talked to her. He he right. talked to her for a little bit. He didn't go out on a date with her that night because they were at that party that night, and I think right, that's what. Right. Yeah, because right. they actually went on a date and they didn't just go home to fuck. You know what I mean? They actually right. went out on a date on a Monday, a week after he met her. And I'm sorry, but if that doesn't scream like timing, you know what I mean? So they went on their date. I I think they got Mexican food or something like that. They got something normal, you know, like nachos or something like that. And they went home. I guess he asked her, hey, do you want to go back to my place? And they went back to his place and they, you know, flirted more. I think they played video games, something like that. And then eventually it got a little bit late and he was just like, so are we fucking, you know? They talked to me for a week. We flirted a lot. Took you out on this nice date on a Monday. You're at my apartment. Well, the way the article read for me... You're into me. They went on the date, and then she was saying, like, he ordered some wine, and they were having a good time. Yeah. And then he abruptly wanted to leave. Like, according to the article, she was just kind of, like, taken aback by how fast everything went. And then, like, um, he, she felt like he tried to get her drunk and whatever. So they go back to the apartment. Oh, wow. Yeah, they go back to the apartment, and then, like... I can't remember. They're they're flirting some more, and then something happens where he like he like lifts her up, or and she gets on the counter or something. And they start making out, and then um, he's like, "Oh, like where do you want me to f- like fuck you or something like that?" Right? Like, am I tell mm-hmm. me, tell me? Okay, so like where do you want me to fuck you? And she's just kind of like, "Wait, what? No, I didn't come back to your apartment after drinking this wine and 
just to have sex or whatever. I didn't say I was DTF. And so then he's like, what happened after that? After he said, like, what do you want me, like, where do you want me to fuck I'm, you? I'm reading the article, which is freaking long. It's like, it's 15 pages. Um, Basically, he they, was... They, the, yeah, he did kind of try to get out of the date early. I do agree with that. Like, they, they did mention that. They were they were talking a good minute, though, in the beginning. So I, he was probably just like, I don't want to be in this restaurant for too long. See, it was so, like, the article um, was so long and detailed. It so was I guess, so like, long was, and detailed. They well, walked, he was on the countertop. Yeah. And, or she was on the countertop. He started kissing her. And then he, like, started forcing his hand towards his, um, his dick. And then she was just kind of like, like, no, like giving these subtle physical cues, like, like pushing her hand away. And then when, when she would do that, he would push it back to her crotch or his crotch. Do you know how it started? She was like, I like your marble countertops. Oh, okay. That's how and then it started. He her up. And he said, oh, okay. well, why don't you get up and take a seat? So she got up and took a seat. And, and then a few moments later, he started kissing her and touching her. That's all. Right, and then and then he said she said something like he said something like oh like where do you want me to fuck you and she's Whoa, like oh, let's well, I don't want to like yeah, she's like let's slow let's down relax. Yeah, and then yeah. he said oh why well, like you want to go on a second date like how about I pour you some wine or something like that so he poured like another glass of alcohol and he was like all right so this does this count as a second date right and then she yeah. was like what the fuck and then he started again like up like you know physically trying like to you know get it on or whatever and like she just wasn't into it and so she said eventually at one point and I think she was still on the countertop I'm not sure. Um, she kind of went cold, like her body just like, she became like really Shut cold down, physically yeah. and she just kind of like disassociated herself with the entire situation and, um, he still didn't care. And so he was still trying to like, and, and then at one point he took his fingers into some moves, like she called the claw or something like that and like inserted them into her mouth and then was like using, I don't want to get too, <laughs> too graphic. It's okay. <laughs> I don't remember all that. I tried to read the whole thing. It was just. Something, yeah, it was something yeah. about him, like, taking her, taking his fingers and putting them up in her and whatever, and she was uncomfortable, and at one point, she dismissed herself to use the restroom so she can kind of, like, get herself together. She went to the bathroom, said she was, like, splashing cold water on her yeah, face, I looking at that. herself in the mirror, and just kind of like, okay, like, what's going on? Um, she came back again, and I think also her clothes might have been off at this point. Like, I don't even think that she was dressed. But her, um, like they were... She took off her clothes a little bit after they got to the house, is my understanding. Right. So, there's a lot it's of... Tough. There's just a lot of shit It's a lot of discrepancies on. in this story. It's a lot of holes There's a lot of story. weirdness in the story. And uh, he... Yeah, and, and, and honestly, she has this 15-page-long article about all of the many, many details of that just some of it forth. sounds a little stretched and some of it sounds like it would be happening and right. when he heard this read this and he had to talk about it he, like i said very very respectable guy he was like i'm not gonna make a statement i'm not gonna give my whole entire story i'm just gonna say sorry i'm gonna talk to her in private about it and i'm gonna apologize to her about what she thinks happened i don't think that he felt as though he needed to come that he had to come out and give his whole entire story to give all the details like she was giving because it probably would have made her look like an asshole and he didn't want to do that to her. You know what I mean? This just is, doesn't speak to me as, as though like it was his fault. She came to back to his apartment, right? They had the date. They went back to his apartment. I'm sorry, but eight times out of ten, you go to somebody's apartment when you're, you're done a date, up, you're yeah, going to end up having like sex. or some sort of something. If you say something like, oh, I love your marble countertops, 
The man is going to think that that's some type of invitation to say, oh, well, I like the smooth and severed countertops. I want to get fucked on top of them. Like, no. <laughs> guys think it's that not, way. It's, it's not even. It's not that aggressive. It's, it, it's but... not even like the fact of her saying, like, I wanted to get, I like your granite counter, I like your countertops or your marble. Marble, counter. yeah. Because my thing is this would be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Like, if I was, like, down to fuck, it was like, okay, well, how about you take a seat on there? That is completely an innuendo of, like, that's like an invitation to yeah. be, like, to say, okay, yeah, let's get on, let's, yeah. let's get it on with you on this fucking counter. But, like, past that point, like, if he would have said, why don't you take a seat on the countertop? Your ass should have been like, no, I don't want to take your seat in the countertop because it's not going down the way you think it's going down. Or sometimes, you know, it's just important that, you know, that we set boundaries for a lot of situations like that where these situations don't happen. Now, not saying I don't ever blame anybody for being sexually assaulted or anything like that, but you also have to be, we also have to be careful, and I don't victim victim shame or victim blame. I don't mm-hmm. feel like this situation is a situation of sexual assault. I feel like this is a situation where maybe you might not have been attract, that attracted to him, but you were like, oh, okay, well, maybe this is a celebrity, and we'll just go along with this, and whatever. And I've seen several times in my regular life of people falsely accusing others of sexual assault and you know thinking that that's going to work and that's what fucked up about this whole situation is that affects every other future sexual assault situation that happens with a celebrity where it actually is true okay this is a situation where you had a bad date where you didn't really want to do it but you kind of went along with it this Mm -hmm. was not assault Mm -hmm. this was not a situation of you like being forced against your will because in no way, shape, or form do you like, nope, I'm not doing this. Nope, I don't want to do this or anything like that. Because I'm pretty sure if you said, nope, I don't want to do this, this man would have stopped. He would have not well, continued. No, 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 wait. No, there was a moment where Which? after she came out the bathroom, um, he she did say something like, oh, no, like, I'm uncomfortable. And she's, she said, like, before she was just doing subtle, like, physical cues. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, she said it, like, verbally, like, hey, like, I'm not comfortable with this. That's when they went over to the couch and sat down. And, like, she apparently was on the floor. And he was up on the couch. And then, like, she got back. Like, you know, she's dressed now. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, okay. And they're talking. They're watching, like, something on TV, some bullshit. And then he starts up again. And okay. then she was just kind of like, oh, my God, what? But then she, like... So then this is where all the contradiction is coming in. Because then she just goes and blows him while he's on the couch. Oh, okay. So what the fuck? Like, was he holding a fucking gun to your head to tell you to blow him? Like, was he trying to threaten to punch you in your fucking head? Honestly, like I said about his... Excuse me. Like I said about his personality in general, especially when... I, I mean, I don't know him from Adam. But when I watch him in Master of None and I see his approach to women in that show is kind of immature... Remember, not you guys in general, but like back in high school times and early 20s times when a girl even came in your room, like if she was even physically in your room, you're like, I'm going to get laid. I'm going to get laid. Or like a guy, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like if that person entered a premises or if you were on a date with somebody like when you were young and that other person came home with you after that date it's just like oh i'm getting late i'm getting late i'm getting late and some people want to rush it more than others mm-hmm. and some people get a little bit freaky more than others he seems that like doesn't mean like that doesn't mean that he's forcing her to do what she doesn't want to do if she went along with it 
and even went in the bathroom and splashed her face with water and still came out and sucked his dick. Like, that's her fucking fault. I'm sorry, but that's her fucking fault. And if she had some type of... Everybody has a feeling, right? Everybody understands. If you got reservations, you know what I mean? get the fuck out. If you have reservations, if you feel some type of weird chemistry, weird vibe from that person, you need to get the hell out. Not wait until it goes too far or far enough where you have to go and speak about it to somebody later in the day and like or maybe even for years and that's the thing that i don't understand like when women feel this way they don't say anything in the moment they don't say anything after it happens or the next day or to their girlfriends for another couple weeks and then they don't tell anybody they don't report it even if they think that it's too serious and then years can go by and then all of a sudden somebody else makes that move and you're like oh let me do it now that doesn't work. I'm sorry. It doesn't work. And this this doesn't make sense to me that it would be an actual sexual assault. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. So if it's, uh, if it's completely like there's a situation where you feel like, you know what, this person, you feel uncomfortable. And also you need to make sure for guys that you have to take accountability in a situation and you must pick up on vibes. I'm sorry. If you feel like a girl is not into it, stop that shit. I don't care what nobody say. No one, well, see, is ever, no one is ever going to get me in a situation where it's like, I'm not feeling it. If you're not feeling it, I'm not feeling it because mm-hmm. I'm going to go fucking like TMI. I'm going to yeah. go fucking soft. Yeah. So I was just I'm like, oh, you're not into it. All right, I'm done. Like this shit is just not not for me. And I think he's the type of guy to be that way. But and but, and, you know, I, I just I just want people to 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 take into account like and know the difference between whether or not something was an assault or something was a situation of it was a bad situation that you didn't want or you weren't really feeling him like that, but you decided that, okay, well, I'm just going to go along with it. But I'm never going to make that error again or I'm never going to run into that situation again because that's not the situation that I want. And you have to speak. And the thing is that we have to, you know, some people are very scared to speak up. People who are actually victims of assault are actually very scared to speak That's up. That's so, so Yeah, and I never blame anybody for that because I hate when, you know, when somebody sexually, a sexual assault comes out about a celebrity or something like that and then everybody from their past starts to come up about it because you know what sometimes there's a liberation in the fact that somebody has spoken up about it so that's the reason why they speak up about it yeah not because they're looking for fame or they're looking for attention or they're jumping on a bandwagon what bandwagon who wants to be on the bandwagon of somebody that mm-hmm. got raped nobody wants to be on that bandwagon that's right. not something to praise because you know what you're under the scrutiny of the public of people who are fans of those people then you're also under the scrutiny of people who just saying like, oh, yeah, well, you were just a hoe. And then you also under the scrutiny of people just saying that you're a liar in general. So why would somebody actually subject themselves to something like that? That's not something I'd rather be internet. Like, okay, let me make a popular video on Instagram and have like people. Some dumb shit. Some dumb shit for people to make me popular. Make me popular. Not for me accusing somebody of rape. Are you kidding me? You know how many death threats these people get? That's not that's not something that people thrive for. And, you know, in most cases, in most cases, that's not what people thrive for. But there is a small percentage of people who who bullshit and then come in out of the woodwork and just want to be famous in that regard. Now, I do not believe I do believe that this girl probably did not want this situation to happen. I feel like she I feel like in some instances she uh, decided just she it wasn't her favorable situation that she wanted and she decided to go along with it but also understand that in that matter 
that is not an assault. Mm-mm. It's not an assault. It was it, uncomfortable. Exactly. That's that was all. an uncomfortable situation for you. Now, <sighs> if it, it's not an assault. An assault is a, a situation where you're just like somebody is forcing you against your will to do anything, to do something that you don't want them to do. And I don't believe at this point that is an assault. I agree. I completely agree. And I think that if every single woman who ever felt the same way that Grace felt about the situation with Aziz Ansari, there there would be there would be accusations out the roof. Because he was a celebrity, mm-hmm. she felt as though she can go something with it. Happened to come out around the same time that the SAG Award nominations came out. Mm-hmm. Not saying that she did it on purpose to, like, you know, get him to not win the award. But it's, like, really, like, that just ruined shit for him. And now who knows if he can ever come back from that. You know what I mean? But there are people who go through, like, I've been in awkward dates, you know what I mean? In awkward sexual situations. And it's not like I'm going to go accuse him of sexual assault because it was not what I expected it to be. You know what I mean? You can't. That's not fair. <clears throat> Just to play devil's advocate, um, I will say sometimes people find themselves in situations where it's almost easier just to go along mm-hmm. with um, whatever is happening at the time. So sometimes people will like disassociate themselves and almost go numb mm. just because they know um, it's just easier just to go along with whatever's happening. So even though it might not technically be considered, you know, um, the worst case of sexual assault, it doesn't always have to be some crazy monster like Harvey Weinstein or um, who else? Bill Cosby or who else? Yeah, um, but, yeah. Like, it doesn't always have to be, like, some crazy situation where, like, someone's whipping their dick out and, start, and, and jerking it off in front of people. Sometimes sexual assault it was sick does... <laughs> right. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Um, but I can remember what he did. <laughs> this was <But>, weird. <laughs> right, or enticing, but whatever. And so it's like, <laughs> it's like sexual assault um, comes in many forms, and I think there's different levels of sexual assault, and it's Absolutely. not always this high, like, rape situation where, like, oh, my God, they drugged me, and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Sometimes it's like, hey, I'm giving you these cues that I'm uncomfortable, I don't want this, that, and a third, and you're still forcing yourself to do it. And sometimes this is just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. This is, um, sometimes, like, a lot of people were online were saying, like, you know, this is the problem with society where men feel as though they can just go in and kind of, like, push themselves or force themselves on women, even if they're kind of saying, like, or giving cues, or even, even, even if it's not, um, even if it's not always, like, verbal cues, like, subtle cues that they are not interested or not comfortable, they still feel, um, the need or the ability to go ahead and do that. And so that's, I think, what people were kind of like arguing in Grace's favor for. They were saying like there needs to be some sort of like societal reform that ha- has to occur mm-hmm. to where like if a, if a, if you're making out with a, um, with a girl, if like you're a guy or, you know, vice versa or whatever, and, you know, you're trying to get them to do something like, for example, he was taking his hand and pushing it towards her, his dick, or taking her hand, I'm sorry, and pushing it towards his dick, and he, and she's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that, and, you know, he's, he's, he does it again or whatever, and she does it, and she keeps moving her hand away, like, there needs to be something in his mind that goes, you know what, maybe I shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Just like this, like, I think that's Absolutely. what people were, like, were arguing. They were just kind of saying, like, there's this society standard. Like, most people were, like, reading that article almost feeling like, I should be more angry that this is happening. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I should feel a little bit different than the way I do. Like, a lot of people were saying, oh, there's plenty of time. Even myself. And I still do kind of feel like she could have left earlier than she did. 
However, I kind of feel like, you know, she shouldn't also have had to dealt or deal with that because like that, I'm sure that wasn't the first guy that has done that to her, which is also could be one of the reasons why she stayed because she's like, well, I mean, this is just how men are. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to stay and she, like, let me see if it gets better. Oh, it's not getting better. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. I I'm think that's him a good point. They yes. wait to see if that's it'll a, get better. Before, that's a great... Well, yeah, because it gets... They wait They, they wait to see if it gets better because they're used to being treated that way. Like, they're used to guys forcing themselves on them and always having to go out into the world and saying no. Yes, no, 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 it's, no, it's no. A, Multiple it's, times. And it's a really thin line. It's a thin line. It's, it's definitely a thin, a thin line. line between that. And that's where it is, like, as detailed as that article is... It's still not enough information in that article to tell me whether or not what indeed happened was actually an assault or was just a bad date. And I okay. think a big part of that is we are only hearing her story. Exactly. Aziz Ansari, I don't know if he'll ever tell us his story, but unfortunately, I think he's he just have to, right? He he might have to eventually. He's going to have to address this. If, like, if he this, can't go this, if this goes go to court, for example, for some ridiculous reason, then he's going to have to address it. He might address it. He might. He, he maybe was just waiting for all this drama from the award shows to end. Blah, right. blah. He might. He might in a couple months or a year, like come out and tell his story. But we still need to hear his story because she's saying what she has to say. We want to hear what we what he has to say right. and then try to measure those facts. I don't think that it's fair for one person to tell this entire story and they aren't even letting us know who they really are. She has the opportunity, the, the privilege to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. That's so so true. nobody can go back that's, and harass her about this situation. Even really if it point. was a full-fledged lie. That's and if point. he came out and said, this is a full-fledged lie... Oh, yeah, well, what's her first and last name and her social? He'll be like, bitch, I fucking know I went on a date with her. I don't know. I guess her name is Grace, I guess. I don't even remember. Like, everybody knows who he is, though, because he's a celebrity. She could even be a celebrity. Right. We don't even know that. Right. All we know is that she came out with this story, made him look bad. He didn't have much to say at the beginning. We're still waiting for the full facts. And I don't think that it's fair for her to come out with this story and, and cover herself and say all these things. And make him in, in, in put, put into this position where he could possibly never get projects again for the rest of his life yep. because of this one stupid little thing that is not definition yet in a sexual assault. Right. It can be, but we don't we, we don't, don't know that know for the a full fact. Story. Like, I it's think so um, tough. basically other people are just basically well, just saying there has to be some sort of um, like there has to be some sort of definition, I guess, or universal def- definition of consensual sex or consensual mm-hmm. sexual acts and if someone says verbally I'm uncomfortable with this even if they haven't left the situation or even if they you know like because a lot of people are saying like oh well I look I would have left like I you know because even me I was like well why the fuck did she stay here this so long you know what I'm saying but um if someone's verbally saying like hey look I'm not comfortable with this yada 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 like just stop and I think that's basically what the other side was saying. You know, like I can kind of see it from the both, only thing I that he, from both sides. the only me, thing that he said was that he thought it was consensual the whole time. That's for, all he said about for, it. For me, if he, if from my perspective, if she's like, I'm uncomfortable with this situation, I'd have been like, all right, bye, bye. Like if that's what I wanted, like was you kidding me? He can get any woman. I was like, uh, goodbye. I'm like, listen, I'm good. I'm really good on that because I don't need no types of situation. Well, we can still be friends. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but you know what? Like, yeah. I think that's what people want. They want right. you to just be like, oh, all right, well, fuck out of here. You can get the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want men to be like, nah, it's cool, whatever. But the fact that he's st- he still kept trying, I think that's what people are saying. You know, that's the problem. I mean... Just, uh, and some I, people like people to... Like, they like to be changed. Like, I'm not saying that that's what the situation was in this case. That's because a good she, point. she honestly said it. She said it, and she even texted him. Like, he texted her the next day. This is a little follow-up to the end of the story. Mm-hmm. He texted her the next day and was like, oh, like... Did you have fun? Yeah, like, we right? had, like I had so much fun. Like, you know, I, like, you know, I can't wait to see you again or whatever the fuck. And she was basically like, you know... I'm glad you had fun, whatever. However, I was super uncomfortable by X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. So this that's the part of the story that makes me go, hmm, okay. Because she didn't really come out with this story until later. Like, much, much later. This was at the end of September, and this story just came out. Right, and it only came out, she said, because she saw him um, at some, I think, the Golden Globes or something, some award show where, like, they had the Time's Up movement, and he was basically wearing a Time's Up pin or whatever, and he's like, Oh, no. and it pissed her off. And it just, like, it set her off. She was just like, you know what? This is bullshit. Like, it, people need to know, you know? And so I kind of feel like that kind of gives her story a little bit more credibility because um, she could have came out with this way back when it first happened, but she did it. It's almost kind of like she just wanted to sweep it under the rug and just, like, leave it alone. But once she saw him later, she's like, you know what? I still have these texts. I still have, I'm still, like, maybe she's even still going through her and own And what was shit. his response to her saying that he felt, un- she felt uncomfortable? Oh, he, oh, right. So let me get to that. Um, he said, um, oh, like, I'm really sorry you felt that way. Like, I thought we were having a good time. Basically, he wasn't. They he were had on, no idea. He had no idea. They were on two totally different Pages. And right. I, I believe so, in that completely. And I, and I honestly do. I don't think that he thought anything was going wrong. So now us reading line. the story, we're like, oh man, how, dude, how did you because not know that she was uncomfortable? But it's like, in that moment, and honestly, she we weren't probably, there. we weren't there. And she probably thought she was giving off the, the body language. And, that's, and it that's just true didn't too. happen as yes. physically as she because thought. Because that's what some people say. Sure, he's not a mind. What people are thinking is like, you know, this could be a situation of like what you know, you initially would think in the article when it first came out is like, okay, well, he sexually assaulted her. This was done with malice. This was a situation where he knew what the hell he was doing. He no. was just like taking advantage of his celebrity by doing right. this. Like he's taking advantage of his celebrity getting a hot chick because I'm pretty sure he would not be getting this chick if he was a regular <laughs> dude on the street. Because no, as not, he not said, sorry, it's I'm not sorry, so brother. I'm sorry, brother. You're not attractive, um, man. <laughs> You look like my big toe. Oh. So I'm just saying, like, you know. Say like, no. <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like. I'm just like, no. <laughs> Nobody's big toe is cute. So I just, just don't like, think, bitch, I just don't think he'll, <laughs> he'll never look like an, a full-grown adult for some reason. No. His face is just very baby-like. Baby-ish. I mean, maybe if he grows a beard. I don't know. No, even with the beard, he's like a baby no. with a beard. Maybe no. if he grows a beard and starts, like, lifting weights. And nah, bro. Eating some more protein, cleaning up his diet a little bit. He'll probably just look very very animal like at that point he'll just look like a, a baby lion hmm. yeah. i think he'll just look like a baby lion <laughs> exactly. but good for you for trying as he's sorry if you ever hear this podcast we support you maybe if you cut his hair a different way i don't know i don't know what he needs to do but anyway um so that's he what happened with aziz what was the last thing you just said i was gonna say something on that i don't even know but um so really, it, that whole story is just kind of, it goes to show that there's two sides to every story. Um, it's a thin line, and we won't really know exactly what happened because we weren't there. So, 
nobody can know everyone you know it's just so tough there's such a thin tough. line when it comes to sexual assault and it's so tough. I'm just, I am glad that people are speaking out against it and stuff and there's and I just want everyone to know that there's different levels of sexual assault and she felt like she was and he didn't and you know it's just one of those things where it's, I don't even want to call it miscommunication it but is mis- miscommunication it is I, I believe so because I think that if she and I, and I'm sorry if I sound quite harsh and especially being a female but I, I I would never let that shit happen to me, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just know myself, and I know that that shit will never happen to me. I feel bad that I can't... You, I also, you also have a really strong personality. Also, I, I can't understand we, where these other women clarify, are coming from. It was, she, that shit would never happen to her in that way. In that way. Yeah, yeah. If, if I started right, off a date with somebody and I felt a bad vibe... I won't let that va- bad vibe go to bad vibe number six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. But you also, you I'll have stop one of the that number personalities one. I know. And that's the thing. And there it's are some like people it's, that do not. It's hard for me to to put myself in these other people's shoes where they they may be too shy or maybe not 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 know what their body language looks like or not be able to communicate with that person or maybe they're just afraid that if they say no that they may that they might you know slap them in the face and say bitch don't say no to me like you know there's people who and there's that who, too. who go off when a woman really says no angry, to them yo, that's what i mean they mad. go off so it's like i feel a vibe with a certain person and I know whether or not I need to back <laughs> off. But if you don't feel comfortable enough with that person to go home with them, if you if you go home with this person and you are if you are less than fifty percent trusting them, don't go home with that person. But, but you know what? You know what I mean. But these are just things. One you last think thing about. I want to say about yeah. it is that because um, I kind of like I was looking at it, I was trying to put myself not only in her shoes but I was trying to put myself. And like, was this like if I'm looking at this as though these are like my really good friends, I honestly would be like, um, what the fuck were you doing with a 22 year old bitch? Like Aziz, you're 34. You're a 34 year old man. And we know other people in our lives who are older, who date younger women. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, what is your intention? What is, what is your intentions? Like, why were you like, now mind you, you 22 Mm -hmm. is. We look at it as though, like, oh, you're an adult. Like, you're like most people have graduated college at that point. But it, like, it's still really young. Eighteen to twenty-three is a strong transition period. It's for young women. as hell, and no, not for only women, that, like, like literally after twenty-three, it's like I've already, you already know what you already know what personality you're getting as far as women are concerned. Yes. After twenty-three, it's like you know what type because crazy has left okay that that crazy emotional like where where it's like if they are crazy after 23 that's sticking okay that's gonna stay but the 18 to 23 that period where that that attachment that feel that feeling of not feeling wanted or feeling insecure about certain specific things um is definitely prevalent during that period of time so like 22, bro. What you doing? Like, come on. You're 34 years old. Like, right? that, that's a big But to be honest, gap, it yo. wasn't like they went to a nightclub mm-hmm. and he saw her and was like, that bitch looks young. And just went up to her and just started grinding his dick on up in her and was like, bitch, come back to my crib. I want you to touch my dick seven times in a row. Like, they met somewhere. They talked about what they're into. He realized, wow, you're into something I'm into. They talked for a week or a couple days or whatever after the fact. And then they went on a date. And then that date just turned out to be, you know, not what 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 she expected it to be. I think that he, ex- I think that he probably ended that date like, wow, I nailed it. 
like, maybe she'll be my wife one day. Like, he probably was, like, so ecstatic after that date thinking that it went so well, only to find out the next day when he texted her, hey, I had a lot of fun with you. Right, <laughs> yeah. We went go out again, and she was like, um, actually. <laughs> actually. First of all, It bitch. was not fun for me, and <laughs> I'm telling you this right time. now. And he was probably reading these texts like, what, what, wait, what, was probably what, like, what, the, what fuck? the fuck? How did I, what did I do? I don't even and know. And then because, that response dude, was to the, try and diffuse the situation for making it bigger than what. You know, feel bad for him. It man. had the potential to be. That's just a whole complicated mess. But anyway, I'm off yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> moving Over on to the it. last part. No, um, but real quick, oh. ladies, I'm sorry. You got to say no at the appropriate time. Find that appropriate time. Say no as early as you can. Don't take any bullshit. If you feel a bad vibe, get rid of it. Like just, just leave. Just leave immediately, even if you have to. Don't be afraid. Don't be a bitch. Like, don't think that some bad situation is going to be the outcome of your standing up for yourself. I'm tired of it. Like, it's 2018. Us women have come a long way. We need to make sure that we let everybody know what strength we have inside us. So if you go out on a date with somebody, if you're in a situation where you think something's off, say something, do something. I don't care. Like, but don't. Don't turn that around later on and act like it's something else. If if you just you just need to make it in the moment to stand up for yourself. That's all I gotta say about that. And just to clarify, this is not to shame anybody. This Absolutely is all not. for empowering Ugh. empowering and uplifting. Okay. We are a completely in support of victims of sexual abuse. Uh, we do not support sexual abuse. We do not victim blame or shame. And in regard to the last thing we want to talk about is uh, more positively so the positive yes, on the positive. I mean, <laughs> on, on, on a high note, I got in really regard, emotional. In regard to a couple of other people here, like it's not a high note for me, but the <laughs> Eagles are <laughs> NFC champions, <laughs> and they will That's be going to the get the fuck out of here. I'm not it's Eagles the best fan. Thing. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Like nope, nobody. I'm not a fan of them. They spanked the the Vikings thirty eight to seven. I could Damn. tell. I could tell from the first, you know, quarter that it was over. It was a done deal. Like Vikings, you dropped the ball literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, we gonna have a prayer circle for y'all. Um, you know, Come on. And, and on a good note, uh, your offensive coordinator will be the Giants head coach. Uh, so we will we will be be great. Okay, we will be in a great, you know, area. Come next season. I'm so glad you know all this shit. I have no idea what an efficient, exactly, offensive head coach. <laughs> um, and an um, official head coach because no, that sounds offensive. That sounds like something else. The offensive coordinator. That sounds like something up my alley. I'm an offensive. <laughs> I'm an official head coach, bitch. Come on and join yeah. my class. Yeah. <laughs> well, the offensive coordinator. No, just kidding. I don't have to be this guy. Um, and then also, so be the, you, the Eagles will be going against the uh, New England Patriots, who I also hate, who have only lost to, uh, you know, they, they've they only lost to Manning. So it's okay. It's, it's going to be a great stand. Um, either way, whoever wins, I'm going to be mad. Whoever loses, I'm going to sniggle a little bit. So What's it's a, a sniggle? It's a snicker and a giggle. Ooh! <laughs> so I'm I gonna thought she was a football. 
thought you messed up your words. I was like, damn, that's smooth. Basically, it's going to be a good game, I guess, on February 4th. <laughs> I mean, Such a hater. Anyway, I'm going to block pool. I guess. I'm it's going to be all right. And I hope that I win all the money. All Can the I money. be in your block pool? How much, y'all? $10 per block. I'm Look, gonna, we'll talk after. We'll talk. I'm gonna talk to you about that later yeah. because I, I have a lot of strong faith in my Eagles this season. I'm sorry, but I really do. I was a huge Eagles fans grow group fans. I was a huge Eagles fan growing up. My father put me on that. Loved them. Was obsessed with them. Actually wanted to be the first female NFL <laughs> referee. Oh, different. I knew I was never gonna be a freaking football player. You are I wanted to be the first female Wait, NFL do they have referee. Any no female. Even no, till this not day. Not in the NFL. Not in the NFL. Yo. Never. I wonder what the fuck I about. wanted to be that so freaking badly. Look, but I but I never really opportunity. But but see, honey, I never really learned to the, the, the game. game. I never right. really wanted to you learn. You don't even care the about rules. the shit. You're, I was you're just, just like, like the first can't bitch. you just make me that <laughs> if I smile enough? Like I didn't know what that meant. So then for a little bit I also wanted to be an Eagles cheerleader thinking, well maybe I can be an Eagles cheerleader first and then I can talk to the refs. Become friendly with them, and through references, they can make me the first female NFL ref ever. And now, that, 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 that just none, none of that happened. But I, I quit being an Eagles fan for maybe about four years after Andy Reid and um, Andy Reid and a McNabb kind of ruined things for me in my head. Oh, right, right. And right. so I kind of took a break for, from the Eagles for a couple years, and then I came back, and now I'm, you know, more in love with them. Than ever. Nick Foles is just a dream boat. I'm so excited. Who also is just the covering quarterback because Carson Wentz got injured. I don't care. He's amazing. They're both amazing. Carson Wentz is the one that looks like the prince. Yes. Yes. That's what I know. Yes. Yes, so yes, I'm extremely right. excited for them. That's Watch them on February 4th. Oh, you know what I do know about the Eagles? The Super Bowl. Oh, you know something about the Eagles? Uh, Mikey, right? Do you guys know Mikey. Mikey? The hot one. He dated Rihanna for a little bit. He's really, really sexy. Mikey. Tune into Google. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about him later, but he's so fine. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Do you have a quote to lead us out on? Mikey yes. Mike? This was really fun, honestly. Wait, d- does anybody have any like upcoming shows or anything that we want to talk about? Nope. Nope. Yeah, no, I'll either. be playing Richie in a chorus line at the Music Mountain Theater in Lambertville, New Jersey. Ooh, opening one March, of my favorite shows. Look at you. Opening March 2nd and closing on March 18th. Mm-hmm. We have 12 performances. So uh, be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> um, I'm so proud of you. I'm glad you took a break only to get back into it. It was super quick. So, like right, yeah. right it's into it. It's not super quick. Uh, it's five weeks off. Five, five weeks, weeks ain't shit. That's good. That's good for me. You need time to like. That's if that's good for you. I don't know, man. Three weeks is 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 the perfect amount. Yeah. At the Kelsey Theater, we have two weekends. That never feels like enough. Three weekends always yes. feels good. Four yeah, weekends right. always yeah, feel yeah. like I'm tired of seeing these people. Yeah. Right. So I think that three, three weekends, weekends is good. Is yeah, good. that's a good. That's a nice five, point. Would you say yes. five or six? No, this one's three weekends. Uh, Course line? Course line? Yeah, it's only three weekends. Oh, three weekends. It's three. It's twelve performances. It's four shows each weekend. So. And we're going to keep talking about that until those shows are done. Yeah. I do not personally have anything coming up, so I'm just going to... Exactly. But Ray, you know, he's like Julius from uh, from uh, 
Everybody hates Chris. Yeah. Like two, <laughs> I got two jobs. She was like, I don't need this. My man has two jobs. <laughs> My man got two, two jobs. Quitting this shit. <laughs> um, so we're going to close this out with a quote. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. Uh, this is one I posted about a week ago. First I, podcast of 2018, yes, baby. Exactly. So I posted this quote, and it's, uh, the best way to avoid disappointment from others is not to expect anything from anyone. And that means that, you know, expectations, uh, uh, that's the biggest burden that you can actually put on someone, you know. And when you have expectations for other people, you know, you're putting, you know, pressure on them that they don't even know that they have. Uh, And in regard to that, you know, I'll give you an example. I, you know, ask, you know, you ask a friend to do certain things or you ask a certain, you expect a certain friend to um, be responsive to you or be available to you and be as you know supportive of you or even do things for you that you expect them to do but they just don't have it in them okay and some people sometimes certain for certain people it be that family or close friends you kind of have to meet them where they are and then also love them as they are and not expect because when you give them expectations you're trying to change them and sometimes people just who are who they are and you can either accept that or you can move on and there's nothing wrong with that there are certain things that you have limits on there are certain boundaries that you cannot go over there are certain things that you cannot accept and that's fine but don't expect other people to be a way that you want them to be and and you know i have to learn that for myself and i'm sure these two people standing beside me have to learn that. As well, well. I'm, I was just thinking like, wow, that kind of spoke to me a little bit. Yeah. Um, can you just read the quote one more time before we go out? Uh, the best way to avoid disappointment is to not expect anything from others. Damn. Mm-hmm. Anyway, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys. See you next time. Bye. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs>